0: Welcome to Vista Talks: Interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world.
1: So, today we're joined by On Villiers. On is the Chief Sales Officer at Vistatech. Responsible for Vistatech's business development with a localization career started back in Microsoft as a Swedish linguist. Uh, so I'm sure you're gonna tell us all about that. Uh, on uh, has held a number of positions in localisations and oper- operations management, joined Vistatech back in 1997 and quickly moved into business development and was successful in opening our first, very first, United States of America office for Vistatech. Back in the good old days then on, right?
0: Indeed, back in the good old
1: days. Let me ask you the first question. Obviously, I mentioned you started as a Swedish linguist in Mm -hmm. Microsoft. So how did you get into the localization industry? How did you end up in Microsoft? Was this a, a, you know, a childhood dream or how did it Uh, work? Not
0: really, no, no. So I had come to Ireland after my uh, undergraduate degree, uh, planned to stay here for six months, find a a job to kind of tide me over and get, fluent in english that was the goal because i was going to go back and do a phd in economic history right and the language requirements are quite strict you know so that was that was why i was here and then lo and behold i was here i was swedish and microsoft was starting to move languages over from redmond uh, washington over to uh, ireland and right. so they were set, basically starting up localization here and they started incidentally with dutch and swedish wow so I was here, and okay. I was Swedish, and that was basically the only qualifications I had. I was not a linguist, I knew nothing about computers. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, so okay. They, but they, they hired me, I stayed there for a year, and it was the best education. You oh, could ever yeah. have gotten. I mean, I was
1: lucky. Where were they based in Ireland at the time? Were they in They were in Sanford. Still, they were, they in were in Sanford, but yeah. then they
0: moved into. they actually grew, they had a little space on top of the manufacturing floor. All right,
1: imagine. okay, okay. And then
0: they, when, they, when they grew out of that, they, was, they were building a new building, but they needed to give up the space. So we actually moved into Dawson Street for, for ah, six months, so it was
1: fabulous. Okay. In the middle of town suddenly. Perfect, anyway, yeah.
0: They had lunch in Stephen's Green, it was gorgeous As
1: opposed to being out in the business park or the business campus. Absolutely,
0: you know, sure. they're like the, yeah. the windy, when the windy well, yeah.
1: there probably wasn't a lot around uh, that area for, you know. Nothing, yeah. that's
0: God, nothing, yeah. but they had a canteen, luckily, but I was, I mean, that was, that was the only way food, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there a bus, actually, that went out there, but you had to, like, trek for about 20 minutes. But
1: Microsoft today is very different, because I know they have Xboxes in reception, they've yeah. got bean bags. they've got, yeah. you know, all yeah. fun things to do, but yeah. I'm sure yeah. in 97 when, you know, you joined, it was a bit different, you
0: know. Yeah, there was a bit, I remember this but semi-pawking in the reception, who would always say, good afternoon, Michael <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> but anyway, so. Um, that was the start of your career. That was the, that was the start, and uh, the tempo back in those days was very different. So yeah. I worked, the first six months I worked on, and I'm now going to reveal my age, <laughs> uh, the Swedish version of Microsoft Works Zero wow. for DOS. Wow,
1: that's incredible.
0: <laughs> and I had six months yeah. to do one language. Wow. That was it, but I mean that really kind of allowed you to get into all the little you know yeah. details and bones of it, and like it was a great way to kind of find your way around it. Of and course, actually, yeah. have time to kind of deep dive into how does this yeah. work and how yeah. does that work and you know, do all of this stuff. But nobody has probably the time. For no, and all
1: that, at all at all. So that was the beginning, really, of the whole software revolution. I suppose well, oh, the beginning yeah. of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So then you're at the start of this language localization kind mm-hmm. of linguistic career, yes. right? Um, and then sort of, did you go straight into Vistatech? Like, how, how did that sort no, of change? No,
0: and then so I stayed in Microsoft for a year. It yeah. was a great way to learn, but it was also kind of Microsoft's name was monolithic mm-hmm. or whatever, and then, mm-hmm. you know, I kept thinking, I'm gonna go back and do this PhD, but like, for well, sure, I That's... just wanna do this other thing first. So I actually moved over to the venture side in 1990, a company called ITP. Right. Uh, we were out in like, Glass 2 at the time. Okay. Total startup. Okay. And I actually stayed with ITP more or less continuously up until 90, 90, yeah, 97.
1: 97, okay. So uh, So you've got, you got a real taste for Dublin at that stage. I, right? I, absolutely,
0: yeah? I mean, it was basically, you know, it was meant to be six months and six years later, I was still here, right? yeah. I was nowhere near that PhD at that point, it was probably <laughs> finally dead. <laughs> and then I went over to the States, for um, in the States between 94 and 96, kind of on-site with Lexmark. Okay, okay, Kentucky, so, yeah, the on, summer.
1: on, Okay, okay. Which was
0: another good way to... That was actually what got me interested in sales because Uh I wanted to see the kind of advisory role Yes. that you could play once you started talking and having conversations with all these different stakeholders in the customer company. And you were on site there I with I the clients, yeah. yeah. So yeah. A,
1: different, a completely different learning site Absolutely. was Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. it was really interesting. It was okay. really interesting. And then I came back here and I stayed okay. right at the P for another year or so. And that's when I kind of ventured from product management into um, basically setting up the equivalent of our analysis department here then I was engineering manager, then I was this and that and the other, you know?
1: So, well, that brings me on to the next question. Yeah. So, when you started in VistaTech Tech then, yeah. right? Yeah. And I know you've got many jobs in VistaTech, Tech, right? But, yeah. Well, a number of jobs in yes, Vista Tech. Few, but but yeah. back then, I'm yeah. interested to yeah. know about the projects that we worked on. So, very different to today, I assume. Absolutely. But back then, what were the kind of things that clients were looking for? What did you work on?
0: Yeah, so back then, it was still very much... The content that we worked on was, it was still... The localization industry was still tied to software, as in, you know, software companies like microsoft and maybe you know creative and lotus and ibm yeah and it was really just that it vertical that was it okay and a lot of it was well, it was this big project we're going to launch this product you know in a box like yes. here's a, here's yep. a box yep. and it has this and this and this and that in it including user a manual a piece of software a few installation pieces a README <laughs> and that was it a
1: cd so, and all wrapped in cellophane
0: all wrapped in cellophane absolutely yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was projects rather okay. than programs. Okay, okay. Discrete with, with, so a very with start, different localization. World ship back parties now. were yeah. the thing, you know what I mean? Now this this product is now localized, so we're gonna have a ship party. Yeah. That doesn't exist today because the shipping is every day or every 10 minutes or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. That, that, yeah. that thing is entirely gone as a concept.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because the software industry back then, it was mm. all about you must ship yes you can build and program where you like Absolutely. but you must ship, ship yes. and i know some some yeah. of the big software brands back then yeah the apples and the microsoft yeah. they you know microsoft may launch something and then yeah. there'd be a few patches and a few bug fixes exactly and apple might take a bit longer and then that sort of flip-flopped yeah. a little bit so yeah yeah shipping was the big thing then right you had to buy, you know, bug testing you get- that's, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> right or a new machine yeah, <laughs> yeah oh god i have stories coming out of my ears
0: my one of my favorite IT stories yeah by the way, we had a facilities team so there was a whole yeah. team of people you're basically making you know photocopies and uh-huh, uh-huh. shipping out boxes with paper to, to yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that and at one point i put two cds into facilities and said can i please have you know four copies of each yes and i came back the next day and i don't think that they were pulling my leg there were four Paper copies of this. all right. Yeah. Matters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was all very thi- it was very physical. If that makes any yeah, sense. You yeah. Know, it was actual like things. <laughs> Print printouts. Couriers yes, deliveries. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Couriers, yeah. Yeah. And ship parties. <laughs> yes. Should we don't hear about those anymore? Uh, you know? No. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. We, we but really had in the early days of in the early days of there was still ship parties.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: And the other thing we did that we don't that was. Uh, placing engineers on site yeah. at customer locations in Dublin, you know, yeah. like Corel yeah. and Lotus and yeah. Microsoft and places like that. They all needed, like, to so say when they had, like, two weeks before the shift, they would have, like, this enormous need for, like, absolute final testing and they would need, like, okay. testers, you
1: know. Everybody get yeah. down there yeah. quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it still
0: happens, but rarely,
1: yeah. rarely. Yeah. It's funny, somebody was saying to me yeah. recently that with, with mobile phones now. Yeah. We're so used to seeing the apps update every day. Absolutely. And we've kind of got out of that because software like releases and updates—they were a big thing, weren't oh, they? Totally, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of very yeah. project-based from yeah. a localization yeah. point yeah. of view, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas now it's more of a an agile continual development cycle, Absolutely. isn't it? You know. But well, let's let's talk about that then. Yeah. So, obviously, since '97 to to today, yeah. you you've seen a number of changes. Oh, imagine, totally, in imagine the industry yeah, so. Yeah. What sticks out for you as the big things that you witnessed or the main changes, like what? what?
0: I would say now where, you know, back, tying back to what, what I was talking about earlier, yeah. everything used to be tied to the IT industry. Yes. Now, because they were the only people who had digital content, now all content is digital. Okay. So that, that is completely gone. Now you're talking, you know, anything from retail uh-huh. to manufacturing. Right, And IT, so it's all industry. digital content. Everything is digital. Yeah. And the what's interesting here is that I think the people who were kind of pioneers 30 years ago in terms of localization mm-hmm. obviously have grown up, and some of them are quite sophisticated in terms of what they do now. You know, all the way to continuous localization, machine translation, neural machine translation, automation. You know, they have had it down to a pat. But that has taken some time, and there are people coming on board every day that. Are developing digital assets and who have no idea. Mm. So there is still a, a, a great need, and this is not the criticism of anyone. This is tricky stuff, but mm-hmm. there are all of these verticals that are new in inverted commas still need that education because so they I understand how yeah. to effectively actually get yeah. the content out. That is still a challenge.
1: That makes a lot of sense, mm. yeah. So, almost if you were sort of in the game, yeah, you kind of had a bit of an advantage because you, you're you now a mature, yes, um, sort of company yeah. In, in, yeah. in this regards, Whereas some industries are yeah. only really still, I mean, retail is a great example. There's yeah. st- a lot of big retailers or what we call traditional bricks and mortar, retail, absolutely, they're still struggling with this whole digital revolution, yeah, of course, they are, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, absolutely. And uh, it's interesting. We were had we had a conversation with one of our partners uh, mm-hmm. quite recently about yeah. you know, who are internationalization enablers. Yes. And you might think if you've been in this industry for a long time that actually th- you know this was solved yes. twenty years ago. And but yeah, for some. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, this is entirely it's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there is a continuous need for yeah. education and understanding, and you know the speed is only going to increase. Mm-hmm. So if you can be effective on the front-end, which really is the... I mean, if you're effective on the front-end, you're you're building yes. your effectiveness on the back-end. Yes. That is that is becoming more and more important.
1: Yeah, and, and interesting now, you say that a lot of these areas, yeah, like everybody, it touches everybody now. Absolutely. Which, you know, years ago, it was mainly those software vendors, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that was
0: it. I mean, that was the kind of... that was the cradle, right? Of yeah, localization. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I think a lot of people still think... I mean, that's why the term as well. localization, I think, is unfortunate because it's so wide like mm. what does that mm. mean mm-hmm. it meant something in the context of IT but now yeah. it's sort of yeah, yeah. you bring <laughs> other, do we do? other industries into it yeah. yeah what do we do it doesn't yeah. translation but it really and, and it, is, but it isn't localization either it really is global content and those and all aspects of
1: it so that's nice because that sort of ties into something i want to ask you about yeah. which is obviously you're working uh with large companies yeah big brands i mean glo- some of the biggest brands in the world absolutely Tech works with you yeah. work with yeah um so in today's, you know, we hear this term about hyper-connected, you know, yeah. this fast yeah. content explosion, global yeah. growth. Yeah. So when you're talking to customers today, what's important to them today? Like, so if we bring it right up to modern day, when yeah. you're out with these brands and these big companies, mm. are they drowning in content? Are they? Are they as, do they need big help? Are they more sophisticated now? Like what What? what some, are they looking for? I mean, for?
0: I think there's a huge, there's a huge uh, breadth there, but I think, yes, everyone is drowning in content. So right. the real challenge is, A, well, what, what do you launch globally? Okay. To, what, to what markets? Then, okay. how do you do it? Yeah. So what is important is, the, is speed yeah. and volume, the importance. So you will consider you know, these are the conversations that we have every day. Mm-hmm. When you use documentation, you know, machine translation with maybe even with like post-editing is now a perfectly viable right. uh, alternative because this is not the next great American novel. This mm-hmm. is just, this is utility stuff. Do this, do that and press okay to continue. Yes. Right in the Gums. famous yeah. words, right? Yeah. Yeah. And on the other end, high level marketing, high level branded content. Okay. What's happening to our industry, I think with the encouraging Part of this for the globalisation mm-hmm. industry is that this is this is good for us because yes. what's happening to us is that we are becoming more sophisticated. We are moving into this yeah. to the high level branded marketing yeah. content at a much more competitive, you know, a competitive more competitive program, I should say, than you would have gotten maybe from Ogilvy or or, or such, yes, such, You yes, know what I mean? Yes, yes. Fifteen years. But ago, but so, can you talk to me yeah. about that? On because yeah. yes. you've
1: raised a really interesting point, right? <laughs> so, I suppose if you go back to the early days, yeah. It was kind of a translation company, ship parties, localization. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah, it. Yeah. Now, what you're describing here mm. is this, this sort of high, high volume, you know, user-generated content, yeah. video, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Mm. And. Um, Vistatech itself now, even yeah. today, would describe absolutely. itself more as a global content solutions absolutely. provider. Definitely. So, is that is that what brands are saying to you? Is that what these global brands are looking for? They're looking for solutions. It's not just about localization or translation anymore, it, right?
0: It, it is absolutely isn't, and we are finding ourselves doing all sorts of very interesting things that would have uh-huh. been unthinkable ten years ago. Right. We write, writing original uh, original content in. Right. whatever, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Chinese, Japanese, but, but this is really, take a concept yeah. yes. and write, you know, a blog about it or whatever it might be, because people, that that's the other, the users are becoming very sophisticated, users, the, the ultimate end customers of our clients, are becoming sophisticated and their expectations are changing. They are not going to be happy with a story that doesn't resonate so if it's an american story no matter how well it's been localized it still doesn't make any sense in japan because it's a story about i don't know i mean baseball for lack of a better yeah baseball actually would make sense in japan pick something else but But something that resonates something that resonates based on their behavior and how they're thinking their culture and all of that that it's you know it's no longer good So there's this this
1: blurring, isn't there, between, I suppose, what I would have termed historically like a media agency or an ad agency. Absolutely. You know, a design agency, a a video agency, a lot. Like Vistatech's kind of playing in all of those fields now, really, you know? Definitely, and the other
0: thing that the digital revolution has brought is Mm. that if you look at it superficially, it would seem very easy to go global. Mm. I actually had a conversation with a young man last night, who works in a very large manufacturing, uh, okay. watch manufacturer in Switzerland? Okay. Okay. But he will. Uh, I'm sure I shouldn't be called on this. Yes. no names here. But but he was just saying like they they are very insular in their thinking. They think because everything everything is now online, you can just oh sure we need to sell in Korea because I talked to a Korean guy and we have this yeah. market there. But it's much more complicated than that. It's still more complicated than that. In the olden days, when it was brick and mortar, you knew that you would have to invest a whole pile of money to set up it in, in, right. in, in a place. Right. Today, people might think, well, it's just about localize your content and, and you know, it's all done, but of course it isn't. You still have these challenges. You need to understand what the market is, you need to understand how you brand yourself, what are your channels, all of that stuff is still there. It just happens to be digital. So we are seeing, we have seen people doing this, people we worked with and who didn't do particularly well. So we are looking at ways that we can actually also help with this front end market research and help people actually set up in you know the, where they should be set they should be, Figure out where, where the right markets are, how to do it, you know. Perfect, yeah. yeah. So
1: so really different, I mean, compared well, to where it was. I mean this is a whole new world yes. yeah Yes, I mean yeah. and
0: these things would all be I mean, discrete buckets thirty mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Marketing does X, you know. Yeah. I logistics does Y, you know, and here's a translation piece that might fit in somewhere else. But yes. they were very siloed and now yes. it's all it's all one, yeah. Kind of come together. Yeah.
1: So let's let's move um, direction a little bit and let's talk about your own role at Miss Tech. Obviously, yeah. you're, you're looking after this international sales division. Yes, that involves a lot of travel. You do doing international travel. You are mm-hmm. doing a lot of domestic travel, I'm yeah, sure, in the, in the United throughout the yeah. United States. Can you tell us a bit more about your role, your position, what you like about it? You know, what 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 is it like for all? And what do you do? You know,
0: uh, I as much as. Christmas travel is not that glamorous. I mean I love I absolutely love going to these different events and meet with, you know, the other peers in the industry and just talk to people, what are they doing, what are their challenges, what are they seeing coming on the horizon, you know, and there is a lot of interesting stuff happening right now. So the minute you're in an environment with you know, anything from like ten to six hundred other people is gonna be ideas you know flowing at you from every corner okay. of the room. So that is that is really interesting. I love, you know, we have lowport obviously is the biggest localization, localization party of the world, year yeah. of the year. So you know we'll have a, yeah. a bit of a splash there with our VIP event. But women in women in localization that we are quite involved with as well in terms of sponsorship. They're having their 10th year anniversary party you know Huge. in October. Yeah. It's gonna be massive, yeah, yeah. I think, you know quite quite <laughs> cool we'll be there. Big, big celebration yeah. colours. Yeah. Um and of course, the Think global forums,
1: Vista Tech sort Absolutely. of, yeah, yeah. 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 So it, so a lot of, um, I suppose, Taos and you know, Lock, uh, yeah. Lock World and Gala and those that's, kind that's of a, right. those industry-related yeah, events. Yeah,
0: that's right, and there is yeah. a gamut, obviously, from the very technical stuff, from the Unicode conference. That's all yeah. now, I think, in mid September mm-hmm. in Santa Clara, as always, well. so sort of through Taos to yeah. to Lock World, and then you know, the, you know, yeah. of course, the, what we do is also relevant yes. for. A lot of other events that we that we go to that might yeah. be you know TCOM in in Germany or even Mobile World Congress in terms yes. of just meeting or yeah. games conferences, in terms of just meeting, uh, you know our, yeah. our our customers or prospective customers. Which is which is great
1: them. from a from a, I suppose a thought leadership perspective from your own role. or I yeah, mean yeah. I'm very conscious that you you know one minute you could be at a at a huge global international event which yeah. is kind of external to the localization Absolutely. or the content business, but yeah. it but it's relevant because there are global brands, everybody's moving in the same direction, there's content yeah. requirements.
0: And this way, this is the way you understand as well, where, you know, again, ver- verticals are, are useful in terms of yeah. a way to, a way to stratify, you know, how, how, you, how you meet the people and where you go, but, you know, you will see trends that are overarching if everything that has to do with content as yes. well. And yeah. seeing what, where the cutting edge is and where people are going is, is you know very important for us obviously to understand our customers you know what what their challenges are at the end of the day yeah, that's you know that's what our commitment is to make sure that they can fulfill their own vision
1: very good very good and yes. um, you mentioned Think Global Forum I know yes. a lot of your team are involved in that absolutely so you've even more events coming up in the States yes and, uh, I
0: think a lot of this, I this two coming up in two coming up in uh, Europe yeah, the there that's is right. Travel in London, there is technology in Dublin. At yeah, the end of November. that's right. We have live in San Diego in September.
1: Yeah. Yeah. technology in the US. Yeah. Travel, yeah. So there's an awful yeah. lot going on in terms of yeah. your own events, Vista Tech events. Absolutely yeah, do. so so let's let's talk a bit. Then you, you touched on it. You know, you're meeting these international companies when yeah. you're traveling. Yeah. Whether you're hosting your own event or whether it's a, an event that we're attending. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the conversations at the events now, it's turned into things like the mobile device growth, Absolutely. video, we hear the term snackable content. Yeah. And are you seeing that at a brand and a company level? Is this what's driving this complex environment or do you have any views on that? Uh,
0: it, it is. Um, certainly, I mean, video and audio is only going to become more and more important and obviously the shorter the better. I'm not going to sit here and lament you know the people's attention spans, but everyone is just getting busier and busier and having the ability to capture somebody's you know imagination for something that even something that's less than 60 seconds, that's really powerful. Right. Um, and you could cynically think that this is just like advertising by another name, but it is different because it isn't advertising works in a different way in here. It might just be somebody being passionate about a topic.
1: Absolutely, absolutely you know, and making it available to people. Yeah.
0: And I, I think that is that is very powerful and the capturing of snackable content mm. in, in that format
1: mm.
0: is a big challenge. And some people are doing it really well. Yeah. And some people are, are still struggling. But we are seeing it even with, with if I go back to the kind of the hair the, the, the or the cradle of localization, some of the companies that we worked with back then, they are you know they are, they are really getting it. Mm. And we are seeing it while we are creating some original content, obviously, we are also still localizing. The yes, video of course. Content. Yeah. And even I would say three, four years ago, those video pieces used to be at least, they could be five, they could be 10, they could be 15 minutes. Yeah. And now they are rarely longer than two. Right. And it's much snappier, you know, it, yeah, it really is. So, okay, yeah. okay,
1: that's interesting. Mm. And then, so the, just Touching on technology a little yeah. bit then, so I know you, you've spoken before about machine translation Yeah. and I know Vistatech's invested heavily in its development of its machine translation mm-hmm. technologies, capabilities. Yeah, um, You might talk a little bit about our ATG team, what they do, I know we, we're heavily involved in neural machine translation, etc. So, you know, how is this, you know, where are clients at with this? Because there's a, there's a, there's a two-way conversation around yeah. machine translation normally. What are your thoughts on it? Where are we at now? How are we doing
0: uh, i think interestingly okay we are we are doing you know we are we are doing a lot of machine translation we are also doing it it's a, it's a becoming a jungle out there which is interesting it used to be quite monolithic right and mm-hmm. um, even up to i'd say a year ago it was quite monolithic and now it's like a thousand flowers bloom
1: okay
0: uh, it's making it more more complex because you could literally say use this engine for this language pair mm-hmm. for this particular piece of content and then use a completely different you know you could end up with you know an infinite yes. amount of combinations. So you're gonna to have to make compromises, you have to be practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have been using neural specifically for, for quite a lot of user generated content and it works well yeah. because neural is less kind of fussy about structure and actually under, kind of better at understanding for lack of a better word. AI, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it doesn't understand, uh, you know in, in intent I guess and it's more forgiving of typos and it doesn't just fall over because it can kind of deal with if it gets us around in context it kind of knows right. what we're getting at right? Right, right so it's it's interesting we started doing that about six months ago in a trial as mm-hmm. uh, one of our biggest customers and the first results were kind of ah you know it's okay like right? we can live with this we because it yeah. and it's grand but it's actually improving really rapidly so yeah. why where the source, this user-generated, this, nothing is improving yeah. on the actual source material yeah. side, but yes. the output of the machine translation
1: is improving. It's significantly improving. Yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah. this is super interesting.
1: So it's, yeah. it's, it truly is the rise of it the truly, machines, it, it's the true, artificial but then, intelligence. No, but it's machine learning. It yes. is
0: super cool. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we are seeing that all over the place. I do think that is something that we can evangelize Mm -hmm. more about because Mm. it is a fantastic solution to these huge dreams of content that would have cost customers millions to do years ago and now you know you can well you can also write less if you're smart but (laughs) uh, really the cost of this part of localization has decreased significantly and but this is not my point earlier this is not bad for us this is good for us because we can start automating the stuff that is predictable and repeatable, and we can put an awful lot of um, automation around things that are actually boring mm-hmm. and work on the fun stuff mm-hmm. and the high value stuff and the stuff that's interesting yeah. and the stuff that really takes human intelligence and that is, and to me, that's a really positive
1: development. Mm-hmm. And, and also, of course, with Visitech investing in this technology yes. and developing technology Absolutely, as well. yes. I mean, that must be a real differentiator in the marketplace. Oh, to-
0: totally. So, the way, and that is, you know, I think one of the things that make us really unique our ability to connect this piece of technology to that piece of technology to another piece of technology. We don't build these big solutions ourselves but we see how they can hang together and we can we can build the pieces that, that bridge them together to a, to a workable whole
1: yes okay fantastic so let's let's then ask you the last couple of questions yeah. that I'm really interested in because obviously you know, back from the the early days of uh, the Swedish linguist to you've just been <laughs> discussing neural machine yes, translations. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a journey in that itself, is journey isn't in it? Itself. Sure, yeah. um, but let's let's talk about when you look forward. You mentioned the Think Global Forum. Yeah. You know, Vistatech is heavily invested in thought leadership yes. and, and, you know, helping to lead the industry yeah. Yeah. to some degree. Yeah. When you when you think about the next five years, the yeah. next ten years, the next fifteen years, yeah, yeah, what are the kind of things that spring to mind to you? I'm just interested in how you, you think about where we go on the direction of the industry and you know, yeah. technology-wise.
0: Tricky, you know, as I say. Yeah, it's hard, right, Crystal Ball. Pred- predictions are hard, especially yeah, about the yeah. future. For uh, sure. but I do think that this trend will continue. Uh, but. Because AI is AI, I think that in a way is what it's now a reality. The sky could be the limit. One challenge that we have yet to figure out is it's a, I think I think the localization, I think I might have said this to you before, the localization is a bit like, or co- global content like the universe, you know. Mm-hmm. We know about, and I don't know if I have my figures right, 20% of it is known. Mm-hmm. And there's all this other stuff out there that's kind of like dark matter yeah. because content is still in many large organizations it sits in 50 different silos and it really hasn't been centralized so people are spending money and like blood and treasure on creating local content and they don't, they don't even know that that's a line item in in, in a budget somewhere right and so this just part is part of i don't know it's part of finance it's part of legal it's part of marketing, it's part of... part of something. Part of something, right? And and some... Technically, you know, if you have something like a product development team and if you have marketing, those people probably know that this is a significant cost that has a line item. But a lot of these other bits of the organization don't. And excavating that and kind of putting it all into a hole, you know, and and having the full picture there is a lot of money Mm -hmm. and time to be saved that people could spend doing Better, Other things, well. productive, And so that is something, and I don't know, I don't have the answer to how we solve this, but yeah. that I think is a big challenge.
1: And it comes back to something that, that tech often says around the fact that, you know, yeah. all content has value. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes that's not realized in, in certain pockets of certain no, companies. No, absolutely. You know. It all serves a particular purpose, right? Yeah. What
0: is the outcome that you are looking for by having this content present in whatever content? And it could be, as it could be anything from a contract. Yes to a blog post or a piece of snackable video, but yeah. it's all there for a reason. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, uh, absolutely.
0: And capturing that and working with, you know, working with an organization like ours in a business process out sort of scenario, that, that, that will really help organizations actually free up us at a valuable time. Absolutely, and, and realize and those and assets. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, that's a, that's very interesting. I think that in combination, what you're talking about earlier in terms of the way technology is yeah, changing. Absolutely. I mean that's an exciting future isn't it mm-hmm. I mean, well, yeah. I mean and, and rapidly uh, rapidly is. changing
0: uh, and the more you can bring together the more you can set up models that are predictable and repeatable the more effective you can be and the more you can actually spend your time where it really matters
1: that's fantastic news okay so last question on yeah. um, some great answers there let's talk about um, our, our, our business relationships. one of the things yeah. that that springs to mind is that a lot of um, well a number of Vistatech customers actually quite a lot of them have been with us for quite a number of years now yeah. and we seem to we seem to manage long-term relationships really well we yes. grow partnerships we're very close to our customers yeah. but in the same in, on the other side of that coin is mm-hmm. it, it's mind-blowing how many new big brands Vistatech are attracting yes absolutely. so we yeah. kind of we kind of have the best of both worlds so you? you know why if you know answering it honestly why are companies choosing Vistatech why are why are those big guys sticking around with us for 10 or more years? And, and but yet the new big global brand mm. coming to us as well. So yeah. why, why are they choosing us? If you were to say, look, I think it's because of this or we do this particular, well, is there any reason why these companies are choosing VistaTech?
0: Well, I think one of the reasons, there are, I think there are a number of reasons. I think we are very consultative and inquisitive in our approach. So we really try to understand What are the outcomes that people are looking for? Why are they doing what they are doing? What is the purpose of their content? What have they done in the past? We try to analyze where they are now, where they want to go and what kind of solution would suit that vision best. And then we build it and we tweak it and we rebuild it and we develop it and we work really closely with our customers in a, in a partnership type environment to make sure that we understand where, where it is that they, that they you know, where, where they're going next and how we need to adapt to, to, you know, best serve them.
1: Cool. So, you, I mean, I mean, ultimately you, you're working in line with their vision. You, you're delivering on that commitment. Absolutely. For no, them. And that is, you yeah. know, we,
0: you have to understand you know we have to understand what the vision is in order to build an effective program and that program creation is is really what sets us apart because we don't as you mentioned earlier we don't tie ourselves to any type of particular technology we look at what's what's best out of the market, what serves this vision best, we tie it together. We set up part of the yeah. programme, we make it highly effective, mm-hmm. all the way from the tech solution to, you know, the business intelligence that comes out the other end and how we report back to customers. There's a high expense, level of customization, customization there, Absolutely. isn't there? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. On, it's been an absolute pleasure asking you those few questions, it's an interesting um, journey from from the early <laughs> days of microsoft to, to you know one of the world's leading um global content solutions yeah. providers yeah. No, it's been a fantastic journey thank you for answering those questions and uh, thanks for your time
0: thank you simon The a pleasure it's all mine